Chris Wendelkin, and this is On the Line, the NBA Deep Dive Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. If you're new to the show, you can tweet at me at OnTheLine underscore pod. Find us on Instagram. Check out previous episodes on our website, OnTheLinePodcast.com. Hop into a deep dive, a draft. It's all up there on the website. Last, if you could please rate, review, subscribe to the show, and Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get podcasts. I greatly appreciate it. Holy smokes. Holy smokes. Welcome back, folks. Um... This is On The Line. Uh, Ben and I just recorded a massive, massive two-part deep dive draft podcast. We are talking about our favorite, the greatest NBA jersey designs. Um, This is a epic, epic pod here. So we're going to be dividing this up into two parts. It's it's awesome. Let's just get right to it. Here it is, part one of my conversation with the one, the only Ben Kroc. All right, he is here without any sort of uh, corporate underwriting or sponsorship. Ben Craw is back on the line. It's the off season, or as Ben likes to call it, it is draft season. Draft uh, season, baby. Ben, welcome back. How are you feeling? Uh, anything you'd like to say before we get started here on our next draft? Uh, I'm feeling great, Chris. This is um, really exciting. It feels... Uh, uh, I think we're both kind of feeling the same thing. Yeah. This draft, um, if anyone doesn't know yet uh, from the episode title, we are drafting NBA jerseys, mm-hmm. um, meaning team jerseys uh, s- specific to uh, years and teams. So not individual player jerseys, but rather jersey designs. Um, and there's just something about this draft. I don't know exactly what it is, but I am feeling jacked up right now. Wow. I I am extremely amped. I'm honestly a little jittery, nervous. Yeah. I don't know if it's the coffee that I had earlier Same. today. Yep. But um, yeah, I'm just a little all over the place right now, frankly. Wow. Um, ben, I will tell you, you have the first overall pick in this draft. I do. Because I had the first selection in our last draft, the country's draft. Just talk yes. to me real quick before uh, we hop into it here about your number one overall pick. Was this something that was a very clear, like very obvious choice to you? There was never going to be any other uh, a t- a jersey that could contend for that spot, or was there some debate? I had a I had a pretty prohibitive favorite um, that I, that I had in my mind before even beginning my research and. Uh, of course, that um, didn't mean that I didn't take a long, hard look yeah. at that choice. Um, but like your research sort of confirmed my, what your my research is did, you. in fact, confirm it yeah. was pretty much number one uh, wire oh, to wire. That is um, so great. That makes me yeah. so happy to hear. Yeah, I mean, believe me, I I I did my I did my uh, my due diligence for this one. Um, great. We were actually gonna uh, do this draft uh, last week, and we kind of ran out of time. So I took that extra week of, of research time Jesus. and just uh, yeah, really really got in there. Um, oh God. <laughs> and um, yeah, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty happy with my with my choices here. Um, I mean, I, I have a roadmap, uh, you know, for my sure. first couple of selections. Um, but then, like with every draft, Chris, I'm I'm gonna leave it up to my gut in the mm-hmm. moment. Um, you have to you know, sort of like reassess mid-draft and be like, what do I need sure. right now? Like, what's my gut telling me? What you know, you always have a, a battle plan before before yep. the fighting starts. And then, uh, you know, things go sideways and suddenly... You got to adjust uh, on the fly. Exactly. You know, you yeah. know how this works. Yep. So, All right, Ben. Well, I, th- I, think, I think without yeah, any, any more preface... Is, yeah, the audience is just chomping at the bit here. Why don't, oh why don't you goodness. kick us off? Oh ben, my. you are on the clock with the first overall <laughs> selection in our jerseys draft... 
round one. Whenever you're ready, take it away. All right. Thank you, Chris. Um, Boy, what an honor. Uh, What a privilege here with my first pick, the number one overall selection in our NBA jersey design draft. I am going with the Seattle Supersonics, Fantastic. baby. You know it. You yep. know it could it could only be uh, be number one. It's the the nineteen the late seventies to early nineties. Yep. Seattle SuperSonics. Um, uh, now to get a little more specific here and drill down because this this was important to me and uh, and I did all the goddamn research. So you better believe I'm going to be uh, getting into the weeds a little bit here. Uh, so beginning in the 1977-78 season. Um, the Supersonics um, uh, actually had different uh, home and road jerseys. Um, this, of course, was the season that they uh, made it to their first ever NBA Finals, uh, which they lost to the Washington Bullets. Um, but so for the 77-78 season, the Sonics had uh, an, uh, a road jersey um, that had just kind of like a, like a green with like yellow block letters um, and but their uh, home jersey, their home whites, ha- uh, for the first time that season in seventy seven seventy eight, introduced um, the now iconic, uh, you know, sort of uh, curved uh, stripe yeah. across the chest. Um, the arc with the with the arc exactly with the with uh, white with yellow trim and the green Sonics. Um, in I don't know exactly what that font is. It's like a very very it's basic font. Ariel. Ariel. It is okay. So for that first season, seventy seven seventy eight, um, they only had that jersey design for their home jerseys. And then beginning in the seventy eight seventy nine season, they switched it up so that the road jerseys uh, with the green uh, matched the home whites, um, and they had the same consistent design with the uh, white stripe with yellow trim and the green lettering. Um, and then um, that re- basically remained their jersey um, through the 94-95 season. Um, and then, of course, they changed uh, to that um, uh, awful, terrible design in 95-96, yeah. which we will not talk we about. We will not talk uh, about that. That's right. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, what is it about this jersey that makes mm-hmm. it uh, the prohibitive number one, your number one, my number one? Um, really, any NBA fan who grew up in the uh, 1990s, I have to imagine, would have this as their number one. When you think of the colors green and yellow, yeah, you think of the Seattle Supersonics. You think of Sean Kemp flying through the air, catching a lob from yep. Gary Payton, and swinging around a basketball rim. Ball rebounded, tapped away, McMillan to McKee. Up to Gary Payton. Lead pass to Kemp Hill. Play it down. What a lob. Whoa, Gary Payton with a lob ahead to Kemp. He went airborne, defied gravity. Lead it down with two hands, baby. Foul on the play. He will go to the line. 126, 124, 58 seconds remaining. Um, you think of, you know, Detlef Schrempf uh, hitting outside threes. You know, you think of uh, just all the all the commercials, the the Rain Man, you know, Kamikaze Reebok sneakers. You think of just all these amazing um, magical memories. It's just, um, I don't know, it's just hard to really put your finger on why they're so good, but they just fucking look so dope. 
the green and yellow together. It's like a, it's a pretty simple design, but they just kind of nailed it. Um, and it was like they knew they nailed it because that that uh, design lasted for longer than most uh, jerseys last. Uh, in my research, like a lot of these jersey selections last like you know five, six, maybe seven, eight years max. Um, and these babies pretty much remained, uh, you know, the symbol of the Seattle franchise um, for a solid, you know, 16, 17 years there. Um, and when they did finally change, it was one of the great tragedies in NBA history. Yeah. Um, and then, of course... just such a powerhouse of a jersey because, like, you know, stating the obvious, if they ever brought the Sonics back and they wore this jersey today, it would be the best jersey oh my in the God. NBA today. Like, yeah. right now, it would still yeah. be the number one pick, you know, of, yeah. across the board. I mean, that number 40 Sean Kemp jersey was a staple of my childhood. Um, I feel like people who didn't even really like basketball, like, were into the Sonics because they were just, like, the coolest team. Like, they were, like, the, like, the cool team that even, like, really, like, non-big basketball yep. fans liked. I mean, it was, like, basically them and another selection, which I won't name. Um, uh, but, um, but yeah, they were, I mean, they were the best. It was, you know, Sean Kemp, Gary Payton, uh, you know, earlier, um, uh, in the eighties, they had players like Xavier McDaniel Hmm. and, uh, and Tom Chambers rocking, uh, these colors, uh, uh, great center, uh, supersonic center, Jack Sigma, um, was one of the, uh, was one of the first guys to, uh, to don these colors. Um, and, uh, yeah, God, they were just, uh, they were just the coolest. I would, I would, so... I don't know how you made your selections, Chris, but um, did you differentiate between home and road? I, in... I did. I did. Yeah. But, okay. Uh, I, so I, I, I tried to do that as well. I would say that the Sonics um, are one of the few teams where it's really, really hard to decide because um, both selections are just so strong. I think I lean a little bit, just ever so slightly, towards the home whites. Mm. Um because I don't know if it's because um, of the the home court that they played on, um, you know the the uh, what was it the Arco Arena? Was it Key Arena? Was it the Key Arena? Oh, that's right. Arco was I don't know something else, Sacramento yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Key yeah. Arena. Right. My bad. Um, but uh, but yeah, I don't know. I think the the whites there were just there's like something a little bit cooler. I feel like I mean I don't know. Sean Kemp had so many insane uh, unforgettable dunks, but I feel like some of his very best ones, like the one where he like. Um, you know, rocked the rocked the baby uh, and slammed on on uh, was it Alton Lister and then like pointed at him. That was in his home whites. Um, uh yeah so i would i would lean ever so slightly towards the home whites but really i mean god both of them are just so strong um i don't know if you've gotten a chance to uh to look through the photos i sent chris but can we talk a little bit here about the warm-ups i don't know if if warm-ups really counted no it's Uh, part of the whole package it's a little bit part of it right um i mean my goodness if i could own uh a single uh nba warm-up jacket uh in history it would probably be that late eighties, early nineties, yellow and green, um, with the with the green collar, uh, I mean, over the yellow stunning. shoulders. Yeah, it's I mean, just like God, where, it's where so do we fucking begin? cool. The collar, the yellow sleeves. Yeah, the little um, snaps. You love um, you love the numbers along the the chest plate here. You got the the logo. Oh yeah, let's. Tr- 
let's talk a little bit about the logo, which mm-hmm. appeared um, very, very critically here. Appeared on the on the shorts on, I believe, yep. the left leg of the shorts. Yep, bottom left the, corner of the shorts. The the half basketball that forms a sort of dome over the city skyline and incorporates the yellow and green colors. Yep. Um, so fucking cool! Like God, that symbol alone, like just you know, it, it has the. Uh, um, you know the space, the space needle uh, there, and and it just makes you think of, you know, it makes you think of of Sean Kemp flying through space. It makes you think of like mm-hmm. the future, and it's just so fucking cool and so tied to the city. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, it's just again, like you think of Seattle, you think of yellow and green. Like so, that, those are the colors that just pop into your mind. Yeah. If I may just say one thing, it's interesting. You you said you were leaning towards the home whites. I actually was leaning towards the road emerald greens. Yeah, uh, I mean they're both such they're both such winning jerseys. But yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I'm really totally cool with both. Personally, like w- when I think about the Seattle, when I think about Seattle, Washington, when I think about the state of Washington, when I think about yeah, just that area, you know, there's a reason that Washington has earned the nickname of the Evergreen State and you mm. know, the Pacific Northwest. And mm-hmm. I think of the great outdoors. And something I love and prioritize in my jersey selection process here is like. How does the jersey inform my experience of that city, right? Sure, And to sure. me, like, the yellow and green, this Sonics jersey was so representative of that city, that area of the country. You know, I think of the great outdoors. I think of places like Mount Rainer. I think of Discovery Park, which is a 534-acre park along the, the Puget Sound in Seattle. I think mm-hmm. of Olympic National Park. I mean... You know, like Ben, there's a there's a reason that Seattle is nicknamed the Emerald City. And yeah, I was just gonna say you you use that word Emerald yeah. very specifically there because it is the Emerald City. That's right, and just the greenery, the outdoors. It's it's uh, it's something to behold year round. And um, I mean, I just felt like this jersey was so emblematic of like what that city was about. And uh, I just I, I I love this jersey, man. This was my clear consensus number one overall pick. So I'm really happy that you were able to uh, to take it here wow well you know I, I my only regret is that i that i snagged it from you chris but um i mean I, i'm willing to share it you know i think i think something this beautiful has to be shared and uh yeah and obviously it's it's a crime this jersey is no longer worn it's a crime this franchise no longer exists um I mean, I can only pray for the day that uh, that Seattle returns to the NBA and that these things come back, you know, if not as as a normal jersey, as you know, like a throwback for throwback nights or whatever. No, if the Sonics um, come back, this is the jersey they have to wear. I mean, no, like, if, it, no it has to asked. be. Yeah, yeah, no questions asked. Jesus. Anything else right. you want to say here on the on the Sonics before we move on to uh, second overall pick? Um, I would just note that, um, uh, for a few years there in the early eighties, um, they did a fun thing, uh, that a few other, uh, teams had done, but, um, uh, they had the number, the Jersey number on the other, uh, side of the leg on the other leg of mm. the shorts, um, in, in yellow, which was kind of cool. Um, for, I think it started in, let me see here. It started in like 81, 82, I believe. And then that lasted until 85, 86, which was uh, X-Man's rookie year. Um, and then they, they got rid of the number on the leg. Um, a, a few different teams in like the mid-80s had that look, but um, but I kind of like that. I kind of dig the uh, the little number on the on the shorts leg. I um, thought that looked pretty cool. And uh, 
Yeah, I mean, that's really about it. Okay. I, I could I could talk for, for hours and days probably about the glory of this jersey, but I will cut myself off and uh, pass the mic to you, Chris, for your first pick. Wow. I, I, just a stellar pick. Nicely done here, Ben. All right, Thank so, you so much. Uh, Team CW is on the clock. This is uh, We are in round one. This is the second overall pick. Um, with the second overall pick, Team CW is very proud to select the Road Blues of the Denver Nuggets. Ah, you son of a bitch! Five to nineteen ninety-three. Damn it! God damn it! Um, <laughs> I thought yeah. I had a chance at that one. Ugh, you son of a bitch! So let me uh, <laughs> let me begin here by saying. Um, uh, it's interesting, Ben. I, I have to say, so you know, my 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 the number one pick on my board was uh, this the Sonics, the Emerald uh-huh. Green uh, Seattle Sonics. Yeah, I kind of thought you might be leaning that way. I think maybe in other conversations we've had about that Sonics team, we were both just like so fond of the jersey, mm-hmm. and so it's interesting. I'll say like on a personal aesthetic level, and this will sort of be a theme throughout my draft. And mm-hmm. I, I promise we'll bring this back to the Nuggets. On a, on a personal aesthetic theme, I actually would describe myself as uh, my fashion sensibility as like fairly conservative. Not boring, mm. not boring or bland, but I'm just the sort of person that really loves simplicity in design. So something I sure. really, really loved about that Sonics jersey is just that it's just very clean, it's very simple, and it knows mm-hmm. exactly what it wants to be, right? There's mm-hmm. a certain economy of space, there's a font type, there's a use of color and logo placement, and it's all just like really beautiful. Yep. So with that in mind, that I have a fairly conservative aesthetic, you might think that this Denver Nuggets selection, the 1985 to 1993 rainbow Denver Nuggets selection would be sort of a you know, kind of like an outside the box. This is kind of like a really like wild and crazy jersey for. for I would someone. call it anything but conservative. Chris. Right. It it is. I would say the opposite of conservative. Right. Mm. Um, but I will begin here, Ben. Uh, I'll, I'll 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 come back to the uh, the the conservative aesthetic thing in just a sec. But let me begin here, Ben. When we talk about this jersey, the Denver Nuggets jersey, the Road Blues. Let's mm-hmm. talk about um, color. Right. Mm-hmm. So I feel that, uh, you know, my first impression of this jersey is just like, wow, the city of Denver here with this jersey is embracing color, right? Like, yeah. we have a gorgeous blue canvas, the base color for this road jersey as our backdrop. And it immediately, for me, brings to mind the big sky, blue, big blue sky country of the Rocky Mountain state of Colorado, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, the name Nuggets, of course, is uh, is we have the name Nuggets in a wonderful, like, funky font in white matching the numbers. Um, but, you know, like, the real story here, Ben, are, are the rainbow stripes, right? We mm-hmm, have this... Mm-hmm dazzling horizontal Roy G Biv of color uh, stretching across the front of the jersey and then within the rainbow um, across the chest are some snow-capped mountains which are you know presumably uh, the industrious buildings of like downtown Denver mm-hmm. so um, again so I I, I kind of mentioned like I do have sort of a conservative bent when it comes to fashion sensibility but I will say, one thing I love is if you're going to go big, take a swing, take a swing mm-hmm. for the fences. Oh, and, yeah. and that is what Denver is doing here. You know, we are thinking big, we are thinking loud and proud. 
um, you know, again, this, the, the, the jersey, I love a jersey that is a, representat- a representation of the city, of, of the culture, right? Colorado, um, Colorado is a, is a liberal place. Colorado is one of the first states to decriminalize and make use of medical and recreational marijuana. Um, mm-hmm. This is a city and, and a state that prides itself on being outside. It's very aspirational in that way. This is a city of Denver that has embraced the LGBTQ community. Like all, all, all of the rainbow color, all, all of it makes sense to me. It's very on brand for that city, for the state of Colorado. Um, what else? What else can we say? I mean, along along the trim of the jersey and the shorts, we have this. Uh, this 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 uh, this like rainbow of color, right? Like, right. The rain the rainbow continues down the, the side of the shorts in a little band, which I love. So love, Ben, love. do you remember when we were kids the candy uh, lifesavers? Oh, of course. So does the rainbow bar along the shorts not kind of remind you almost like a stack of lifesavers? A stack of lifesavers, right? absolutely. Yeah, yeah totally. Um, yeah. It just inspired like this jersey is just fun, man. Like it is it. It like it just inspires childlike wonder and awe. It yeah. really does. Like that's not an overstatement. Um, it's it's just um. So here's a here's a very important point, Chris. Mm-hmm. Um, you the the uh series of photos that you sent me actually has a couple of images from the previous uh iteration of this jersey. I believe from nineteen eighty two eighty three. Yes. Uh, in 83-84, they kind of st- they kind of like um, uh, like kind of like beta tested this design right, um, right, right. with but with slightly different colors. They had like a darker blue, that's right, and they had a green trim um, instead of a yellow trim, uh, kind of like a like a dark green, kind of like fir tree colored green, um, which looked pretty pretty cool. Um, but really, it wasn't until um, they they tweaked it in, in starting in the eighty five eighty six season yeah. that the color just exploded out of these jerseys. They went with a much brighter, more royal blue, and then that yellow, that bright uh, yellow trim, just made everything pop. It it like it made the rainbow. I think the rainbow colors too. They like made a little bit brighter, um, and everything just came alive um, in a way that the previous ones like they were cool. They had the rainbow, but they were like still kind of drab looking. Yes. Um, but then when they when they switched up the colors just a little bit, you know, it wasn't like a like a radical redesign, but they just changed things around and man, they just like fucking nailed it. Um and yeah, like everything just just popped. Everything was brighter. Um, Again, uh, I, I you, you have mentioned a fairly conservative aesthetic, but like what I really love and admire about these jerseys is like, hey, we're not afraid of doing something totally radically different. Yeah, we're yeah. like reimagining what a sports jersey can be. Right. Guess what? We're playing a game. We're right. playing a children's game here. Children's like, let's have game. let's yeah. let's have some fun. Let's not be all stuffy and traditional. Um, let's just go wild, and they totally did. You mentioned the lifesavers, um, uh, you know, kind of evocation, um, but also I would note that the skyline uh, always makes me think of the classic '80s video game Tetris with oh, the yeah, with the man. with the block shapes. Absolutely. Um, it's also worth noting. I think it's so cool how so this jersey. When you look at the front of the jersey, it has three layers of depth you see the skyline the buildings behind those are the mountains and behind the mountains are the rainbow um but it's so cool because they use the white space for the mountains the buildings are also part of the rainbow they match like they just have you know the um instead of like making the buildings like a different thing so it's like only like sort of two layers but it creates the the sort of depth of three of three different layers yeah um yeah so cool 
Um, yeah, I love love thinking about uh, the Tetris blocks for the buildings. And man, yeah, they're just incredible jerseys. Yeah, I, again, I I like, wanted to make it. They were my second pick. I really really wanted these well, uh, real bad. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's life, oh. right? I mean, that that, yeah. that that that's life in a draft. I mean, well, <laughs> again, the basis of of this draft pick for me is kind of two things. One, let's reimagine what a sports jersey can be. Let's have fun. And two, let's speak to what it truly means to, to live in Denver, to be in Denver. Let's truly mm-hmm. speak to the spirit of Colorado and Denver. And um, I really feel like that rainbow, the, the mountains, the buildings, the, the, the font type with nuggets uh, across, across the chest there, the rainbow yeah. stripes along the seam of the shorts. I was um, going to say also that that Nuggets font is so funky and yeah. and weird. Um, and I don't know if you noticed this, but um, it's actually all in lowercase letters yep. except for the two middle uh, G's. G's yeah. the, the two G's back to back are uppercase. Everything else is lowercase, um, which I just thought was very kind of funky and experimental. Again, this is just like... They're like, we're just going to make a jersey that's never been made before, mm-hmm. that's unlike anything else that's yeah. ever been seen on a basketball court, yeah. and um, and really hasn't been seen since. God, um, man. It does, I mean, just, just looking at this thing now, I I really want to get one of these. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I, I'm not even like a huge uh, guy who wears jerseys in like my everyday life, but God, I, sure. I, I would just love one of these jerseys. He's just I know. great. I mean, not not to mention uh, obviously some of the players who who actually donned this jersey. Um, you know, we're talking about like Alex English and right. Fat Lever in the eighties. Yep. Um, I mean, those those eighties Nuggets teams, like they were, they also embodied like the the jersey made so much sense for them as a team because they were so fun and 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 just. Um, you know, just uh, offensively, like, uh, just wild. So I was looking up some stats as part of my research, and I always knew that the Nuggets were, like, a really high-scoring team in the 80s. So um, I wanted to, like, kind of double-check that, that uh, you know, notion, and I found uh, that from from the 80-81 season until the 90-91 season, so that's 11 seasons in a row, they were top four in points per game every single season. Wow. They were first, 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 five years in a row from 80 to 85. And then they were fourth, third, first, second, third, first, all the way up until 1991. Hey, man, we're like, the rainbow team. Let's have fun. Like, let's yeah, just they're the get rainbow team. Run. Yeah, they're, they're, the altitude is, is high. Yeah. Like, they, they were just going to run their opponents off the floor. Um, you know, they were, they were coached by. Uh, I believe they were coached by like Doug Moe for a lot of those seasons, that right? That's right. Um, who was like also a very wild and colorful guy um, in his own right. Um, let's see. Uh, 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 yeah, he was the Denver coach from 1981 all the way up until 1990. Um, we should definitely do like a deep dive on Doug Moe at some point. Um, he uh, he was a wild character. Um, but uh, yeah, and then of course in the early '90s, uh, Dikembe Mutombo, um, you know, represented that that team, and yeah. you had guys like uh, like a young Chris Jackson, who later became Mahmoud Abdul Rauf, um, one of my absolute all-time favorite players ever, Robert Pack, mm. Robert Pack, number fourteen, um, had, got to wear the rainbow for a couple seasons. Um, yeah, just fantastic. I'll never forget when they changed in in '93, '94. And it just wasn't quite the same. Like, no. weirdly, like I still love that team. That that of course was the the '94 team that upset That's the Mutombo, number one seeded Sonics. Matumbo beating the Sonics, right? Yep, exactly. Um, 
So I still kind of love that jersey just because I love that team so much. Um, but uh, but man, yeah, like nothing nothing is ever going to match the uh, those those rainbows from the '80s. I totally agree, man. Uh, and <laughs> this is funny. An ambulance just came down my street, and uh, every time Frank sees an ambulance <laughs> with the sirens going, he howls, and I just oh, like yeah? stared him down. I was like, Frank, I'm recording a podcast. <laughs> Don't you dare out. <laughs> Be a good boy, Frank. Yeah, Be a good boy. Yeah. Well, it sounds like he didn't bark at all. No, he didn't. Anything. No, no, he's wow. a good boy. Yeah, he Look saw me that. staring at him. I gave him the, the eyes. All right, <laughs> man. Um, anything else here uh, you want to say on the Nuggets, or should we move on to round two? I think we can move on. Let's do it okay. again. We could we could go on forever, um, but but um, let's let's move on here. So, right, so round two. Then we are in round two. Uh, team BC, you are up with the third overall selection here in round two. This Ben is going to be your second jersey. Whenever you're ready, uh, the podium is yours. Wow. Okay. Well, um, this is all right. This is this is going to be a pretty easy choice for me. I, I knew that if. I knew that if you, I had a feeling you were probably going to pick this one if it wasn't the Nuggets. Um, but man, I love that you picked the Nuggets. But um, that makes things a little easier for me. Um, so for my second selection, third overall in our jerseys draft, I am going with the original Charlotte Hornets. Wow! <laughs> from 1988 to 1996, I love these it. these were the uniforms, Chris, that started a revolution. Yep. I am, of course, referring to the teal yeah. revolution. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, my goodness! Like, if if you weren't wearing a number forty Kemp jersey uh, in the nineteen nineties, you were probably wearing a number two Larry Johnson, Larry Johnson. Hornets jersey, uh, possibly a thirty three Morning or a number one Bogues. Um, yeah. So these these jerseys were um, were actually legendary. They uh, obviously like they were incredibly popular. And and cool, um, but they also had an incredible backstory. Um, so they were designed by uh, a famous clothing designer named Alexander Julian, who I guess was a, a North Carolina native. Um, and um, there, there's a, a great um, like kind of oral history um, that Slam Online did a few years ago, um, specifically about the creation of these jerseys. Yeah. Um, that I recommend everyone check out. Uh, it's called um, it's called the making of a classic: an oral history of the OG Hornets jersey. That's right. That's right. Um, I read yeah, this great. piece when we did the uh, Hornets deep dive with Billy. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. So uh, great read. So so in that it ex- it uh, explains how yeah this clo- clothing designer shared a uh, a banker with the Hornets owner at the time George Shin. Um, and basically the banker like called him up one day and was like, hey, would you want to design the um the original jerseys for this new nba franchise um, that they're starting up in charlotte um and uh and alexander julian said sure um but he basically was said yes on the condition that he could pretty much do whatever he wanted and like use his you know basically the the aesthetic and the and the kind of eye that that made him a famous successful designer right so um, he has like carte blanche kind of yeah so they were like whatever you want to do and so um he famously um uh, his sort of signature colors were teal and purple. And I think there was like some story about how like uh, one of his kids at school like claimed that his father like invented the color teal or something like that, mm-hmm. um, which isn't really true. But, you know, it basically just goes to show like how, how um, you know, closely tied this guy was to that color. 
Kelly Tribuca. I'm into light blues like this teal, and uh, I like the purples, uh, mauves, and uh, things like that. I like spring and summer colors, so uh, he's headed in the right direction. He might be good, really, one day. And, of course, at the time, in the late 80s, it was a color that had literally never appeared on a basketball court or probably any other uh, uh, playing field, for that matter. Um, you know, uh, basketball was a was a game of primary colors. Like even the um, you know the the crazy rainbow Nuggets jerseys that we were that we were just talking about used the primary colors of the rainbow. Um, you know, red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, violet. Um, but but no. So this guy Alexander Julian said, "I'm going to use teal because that's the color that really made me." uh, you know, famous. Um, and, um, and so it's, it's, yeah, it's basically ever since these jerseys, uh, hit the, uh, hit the, hit the hardwood, like every team wanted to, to copy them. Uh, they were, you know, a lot of teams followed and tried to do a, a kind of a, a twist on teal that uh, did not succeed, um, nearly as well. Yeah. Just looking at these photos, man. I mean, uh, one of the first things I just want to say, this is almost like uh, uh, adjacent to the jersey discussion, is Larry Johnson looks absolutely massive wearing this jersey. Oh, yeah. Uh, maybe it's the deep v-neck of, of of the jersey here, but like just between his, his whole chest, his neck, his shoulders are just like, he looks like the Incredible Hulk wearing this jersey. Yeah, yeah. These are my new shoes from Converse. They're so light and so fast, my grandmama can whoop you in them. Grandmama! Let's go. Also, he looks you so have, good. Like, the pinstripe on the jersey that sort of like accentuates his like torso and the definition of his torso. But right. um, yeah, man, just a- an incredible jersey here. Um, so let's talk about that pinstripe. Yeah. I love that the pinstripe is not just uh, a simple series of white or black lines That's going right. down the jersey. They were actually uh, different colors. Each pin or each stripe, rather, um, was a different color. You had white on on the side, and then it kind of was like, or maybe a very light blue, and then a dark blue, and then a green stripe, and then a purple stripe. Um, so the stripes were different colors. It was very subtle, but if you like, kind of look closely, you'd realize it. Yeah. Um, I also love the fact that the shorts were pleated, um, which was totally right. uh, ridiculous and revolutionary. <laughs> um, and... Uh, because again, it was a famous clothing designer that that made these uh, these these uniforms. Amazing. Um, Kelly Trapuca, who was on the um, who was on that inaugural eighty eight eighty nine Hornets team, um, uh, was quoted in this uh, oral history uh, saying, "Quote: More than anything else, those uniforms were heavy and hot. The more you'd sweat, the heavier they got. They didn't breathe, and then they got a little floppy." They got heavy with sweat and didn't hold their shape. Um, but you know what? The Hornets, despite being uh, 20 and 62 in their first season, had the number one best-selling merchandise in the NBA. Wow. Um, of course, you know, aside from the jerseys, you had the uh, famous starter jacket that seemingly every single child uh, in 1994 owned. Um, you know, the, the, the hats, everything. Um, it was just, you know, again, like I said, it was a it was a color. It was a jersey that started a whole revolution. Suddenly, every other team wanted, uh, you know, their own spin on the on the teal and of the purple. Of course, man. I mean, this is every marketing executive in the NBA. After these thing comes out, you know, it's like, get me a teal. Can you make me a teal? You know, like every every marketing executive at every team was like, do we need an alternate jersey? Do we need an alternate ver- version of the Pacers in teal? Do we need an yeah. alternate version of the you know Miami Heat in teal? Um, yeah, it was the. Teal exactly. revolution, man. I mean, everyone yeah. wanted to go teal, 
And uh, but Charlotte, Charlotte was the first one, man. I mean, they they were an innovator here with yeah. with, with this teal. They really were. They changed it um, a little bit in uh, well. So starting in in ninety four ninety five, they introduced the the purple alternates, um, mm. which were pretty dope. Also, um, uh, those lasted for a couple seasons, and then in ninety six ninety seven, they kind of changed the design a little bit to have like thicker pinstripes and piping along the side, which I didn't really care for. Um, really, nothing compares to just that original yeah. OG. Uh, you know the, the the home whites were also very cool looking, but really you got to just I just got to go with the um, the classic the away mm-hmm. uh, road road teal uniforms of the uh, Charlotte Hornets um, with my with my second pick. Love the pick, man. I mean something also about this jersey, and again this is a theme. You know this was like. Uh, a priority for me as I went about creating my draft board here, uh, as I mentioned before with the Nuggets, is like, how does the jersey speak to the team? How does the jersey speak to the city? How does the jersey speak to the franchise? Mm-hmm. And when we think about the Charlotte Hornet and we think about that mascot, right? He, this is a cartoon character mascot with big bug Hugo, eyes. Baby. Hugo, baby. Hugo the Hornet. When we mm-hmm. think about Larry Johnson dressed as Grandmama, right? This like outsized, larger-than-life figure that made funny silly commercials uh teal feels on brand teal feels like it speaks to all of those things right like Mm -hmm. it just it just this jersey felt like appropriate for that organization which was an expansion franchise like right it was it was a brand new thing it was was a a, new thing literally they, they weren't um what am i trying to say they weren't like they weren't like caught up in some sort of like archaic tradition you know what i mean right right they weren't afraid of mixing it up they weren't afraid of being different they weren't afraid of trying new things charlotte wasn't a city it was a town then they referred to charlotte as nap city i couldn't get a drink uh, after 10 o'clock the area still was very local and southern and and very ACC focused. The real future of NCAA tournament basketball in Charlotte is right here with the new Coliseum. 25,000 seats there puts us in a whole new league as far as arenas go. Yeah, they literally like helped usher the NBA into the 90s yeah. and like made the game, game like cooler for not, kids. Let's not take this so seriously. Like, exactly. Yeah. I feel like kids like got more into it with these with these colors and these characters. Um, yeah, you mentioned Hugo the Hornet, so I love that on the uh, the waistband of the uh, of the shorts uh, they had like the little Hornet, um, um, you know, like mascot uh, logo in the middle of the waistband. That's right. Yep. Um, love that. Um, they actually had an, an H on the waistband for the first couple seasons, which I think you can see in like that um, those bottom couple photos in my email. Like yes. Rex Chapman and yes. Kelly Trapuca had an H, and then after I think it was the um, starting in the ninety ninety or ninety one ninety two season, which was LJ's rookie year, they very wisely uh, moved to the uh, little Hornet uh, logo uh, for the for the waistband. So. Love the pick, yeah. man. I think this man. is a, this is an absolutely stellar pick. Um, love Had it. Had to do it. You know, it's not a deep cut. It's an obvious one, but there, there's a couple ones that were you know just just demanded to be to be taken off it's the board, so and I'm happy deep. to happy to do it. It's so interesting. Uh, yeah. So we'll move on to round three. It's just so interesting because like some of these things I, I think are super deep cuts, and then other things. It's like you can never totally read your opponent. Like you never totally mm-hmm. know where your opponent's leaning. Um, but I love that Charlotte Hornets uh, jersey. It's a tremendous pick. 
We will continue on here in round two. This is the fourth overall selection in the jerseys draft. Team CW is on the clock. Wow. Now I just have no idea. I feel like those first three were the obvious ones, and now this thing here can we go, go yeah, any which no, way. We, I am going to rip this thing wide open here. <laughs> uh, ben, with the fourth overall selection in round two of the jerseys draft, Team CW is very proud to select... The 1982 to 1985 Milwaukee Bucks wearing oh, their man. Another one you fucking stole from me. Fantastic. Incredible. Fantastic. I can't, I mean. The fucking green bars down the side. Like, is anyone really surprised that oh, we were thinking along man. the same lines? So, Ben, let's, let's talk. I am absolutely wild. I am wild for these early 80 early 80s Milwaukee Bucks jerseys. Um, admittedly, I didn't get to see these babies in real time. They were uh, on display before my NBA watching days, but I have always had a really soft spot for the Bucks as a franchise and as mm-hmm. a team, and more importantly, as a jersey here. Um, for starters, we begin with the logo and the name. So the deer, the buck. When the <laughs> Milwaukee Bucks were created Incredible. in 1968, more than 14,000 fans participated in a naming contest. And someone yeah. named R.D. Treblecox, I think is the person's name. R.D. Treblecox. Oh, of course. Yeah, of, yeah, of, we all remember him. Of Whitefish Bay, Wisconsin, is yep. the person that is credited with suggesting the name Bucks. Now, R.D. Mm. felt that the buck, the male deer, was a spirited animal, a good jumper, they're fast, they're agile, and uh, that would make for a, you know, fantastic uh, name for your sports franchise. So winning mm-hmm. the contest, RD took home a brand new car, and uh, so that is, that is how we came up with the name, the Milwaukee Bucks. Now let's talk wow. Jersey specifics here, Ben. What Ugh. I love here, first and foremost, is the color swatch, the band of altering green bars along Bad fucking the band. outside edges, the seams of the jersey, and the shorts. Um, yeah. It's creative. It's different. It's catchy to the eye. There's some flair. Again, I've got a somewhat conservative aesthetic, but if you're going to take a chance, go big. Go big. Mm-hmm. Swing for the fences. Do something different. So I love Milwaukee giving us that green rainbow uh, anchored by that rich hunter green uh, I'm wild about the font for bucks across the chest. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. almost italicized a bit, and I right. It's a little slanted. Yep. Yeah. I also because they. I, I love the uh, the 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 use of the color red here too. It really pops. Mm-hmm. Through. Go ahead. What were you mm-hmm. going to say? Oh, I was going to say they, this is another one that was changed ever so slightly. So I think in yes. like the late uh, '70s they started uh, with this design, but they had like a different font for bucks. It was like a little bit, um, kind of bigger and, yes. and, uh, and like blockier looking. Yes. And then they switched it up. Uh, definitely some of these years I'm a little, uh, fuzzy on. They bleed um, a little bit. I know. And yeah. There's some very slight alterations. I know in the images that I shared with you, I think a couple of them are like, maybe like one year bleeding into another. Sure. So sure. Forgive me if there's, uh, you know, the slightest discrepancy yeah. there, but you get Obviously the, you we, get the we general, str- the we general strive for accuracy. Here yeah, yeah. Um, at, at OTL, but um, but yeah, yeah, we, uh, we're talking about the the ones with the red trim. Yeah, um, I mean, dude, which I, I I just I'm wild about these. Uh, I know I, it's so funny. I was I was a little torn at first. I these were totally in my head, and then I started looking more at the jerseys that followed these. Mm-hmm. Um, the with greens. the they got the the greens, yeah. which I also really like. Really, but I always I I always found myself leaning back towards the red trim. Me there was too. just something about it. I know, me too. Um, me too. Me too. And it 
it, you know, it just makes you think of Christmas. I, um, I, I, dude, I was thinking the exact same thing this morning. I was like, because I was debating, I was like, should I be drafting the greens as opposed to the to the reds? And I think the mm-hmm. greens, I think they went full time with the greens in like eighty seven, right? And they, they, they yeah, eighty six, yeah. They phased out the uh, the red trim in eighty five, whatever it was. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what it is? I think it's Christmas. I think bottom yeah. line is like my favorite holiday is Christmas. It makes me feel happy. I feel cozy. Yeah. I think of the snow. I think of the reindeer. I think of the state of Wisconsin. And, exactly. And you think of bucks, a, and you think of like a big deer, like marching through like a like a yes, forest of Christmas trees. There is a subliminal effect there, right? I'm thinking about a reindeer. I'm thinking about the snow. I'm thinking about Christmas time. I see these jerseys, and I'm like, "Let's go. Let's celebrate. Let's drink some yeah. eggnog. Let's open some presents. Let's let's sit around as a family and watch these these reindeer play basketball." Yeah. Um, um, there's something that I, for some reason, very like closely associate uh, Christmas with the Midwest. For some reason, yeah, I don't know it. if it's like maybe uh, watching like the Christmas Story growing up yep. is, is the reason behind this. Yep. But um, uh, I always think of like ah oh, the Midwest. Like that's a place where like they really know how to celebrate Christmas. Yes, and also <laughs> which is like dude, a ridiculous like, thing to say. No, I guess because it's always so snowy there. But no, it's not. And I haven't <laughs> dated someone for many years that lived in the Midwest and lived in Wisconsin. I I can I. I will always associate Christmas with like places like Wisconsin and Minnesota, where, which are like snow capped and so beautiful mm-hmm. during that yeah. time of year. And when I look yeah. at that white jersey, man, like it's just there is something that it, it, like it evokes it evokes the holidays. Yeah, <laughs> it evokes yeah. the holidays a little. And bit. And guess what? That's a positive feeling. That's a positive feeling. <laughs> you know, at, a, like at a certain holidays. point, it doesn't need to get any more complicated than that. Christmas makes us feel good. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. Um, so, man, that is my. Uh, selection here in uh, round two. This that is the fourth overall pick. Um, the Milwaukee Bucks in the home whites. Again, it's the jersey they wore from 1982 to 85. Yeah, it's a fantastic pick. I mean, we also just love that team. We, yeah. We've talked about doing a, a deep dive at some point about that those uh, early 80s Bucks. Like they were like one of those teams that um, you know they never made it to the finals or anything, but they were so nasty. Like every single year from like 79 to 86, they were like. 50 win team, 55, yep. 60 win team. They would just always run up against like the Celtics or the Sixers. I yeah. think they literally lost to the Sixers or Celtics in the playoffs for like seven straight seasons. Um, something crazy like that. Um, but they had an incredible defense uh, anchored by uh, Sidney Moncrief, yes. who, you know, man, we just love him. Yep. Um, Bob Lanier uh, holding down the paint. Yeah. Um, yeah, just a fucking great team Dude, with, with a great. Also, I alluded to when I when when I started uh, after I made my selection there is like I and and as you're speaking to right now, like I've just always had sort of an irrational love for this team, mm-hmm. and maybe it's because like it's a little they're like a little um, unexpected, like like oh like, yeah, like there's some like uh, that there's an underdog nature to the idea that like Milwaukee would ha- be a basketball powerhouse. Right. Right. Like, totally. I, I can't really put my finger on it, but I've always rooted for the bucks. Like yeah. even throughout like my early childhood, I always was like, man, I, I, it would be really cool if Milwaukee had a, had like a really great basketball team. And mm-hmm. you know, in recent years, it's been so exciting. Like when they drafted Giannis, the Greek freak, it was so exciting when they had this like this prospect. <laughs> Giannis the Giannis the Greek freak. <laughs> Giannis the Greek freak. It was so <laughs> exciting to me that they had this prospect, right? Like the, yeah. that was like there was this like hope that like maybe this guy could develop into something really special. And um, and and uh, along those same lines, like 
I just was always fascinated and like in love with their embracing their like deer and buck branding. Like, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, obviously in the 90s, they had the jersey. They had like the now infamous like purple jersey mm, with mm-hmm. just a large deer head on the front. <laughs> yep. Um, and I just, I love that, man. Like they are not running from who they are. But um, yeah. So when I, when, when I started researching jerseys, um, I was immediately curious to look into Buck's history and say, like, like let's let's discover, let's let, let's learn more about these Bucks. And when I saw this uh, this eighty two to eighty five jersey, I was like, oh, that's the one. Like that's mm-hmm. the one I've always wanted. So mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. I would love to see him bring it back. It'd be really cool to see Giannis play in a jersey uh, like this. Oh, that'd one. be awesome for 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 throwback yeah, nights. Yeah. Um, I will say, um, clearly we're not going with a lot of, uh, modern designs, mm-hmm. uh, at least as of yet in this draft. Yeah. Um, but I will say, um, um, among the very few teams that I think really, really do jerseys well, um, the Milwaukee Bucks, yeah. uh, currently have a, have a great oh, design. I love their, um, their new jerseys. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, the green and cream yep. for the cream city. Yep. They have a little of those elements. I think some of their jerseys now have like, uh, the little gradient, uh, down the side, um, you know, with it, with the different shades of green yep. and, and, uh, and cream. Um, so, and, and they also have that one great alternate that's like, um, it has like the, the Mecca floor right yeah. in the, in the one corner, Dude, which I, I think is so fucking it's cool. It's stunning. It's stunning. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when we talk about, uh, NBA courts, which is of course is going to be a separate draft, um, uh, needless to say, Milwaukee is going to be way, way high up there as well. <sighs> yeah. Um, not trying to show my hand here on the pod. Yeah. But, yeah it's gonna, <laughs> no, no spoilers. Yeah, it's going to be right uh, up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, great franchise, um, great selection, fantastic Thank pick. You, it was absolutely on my board. He stole another one from me, son of a bitch. Um, <laughs> All right, Ben, we are moving on here whew. into round three. Round uh, three. Team BC, you are on the clock. This is pick number five overall. We are in round three. Ben, this will be your third jersey that you select. Okay, so truth be told, Chris, this is kind of my... The, the part of the draft that I was looking forward to the most, um, I knew that there were a few selections that I was simply uh, obligated to, yeah. to, to take. Um, but now we've reached the point isn't, where isn't it I funny, can... Ben, like, sometimes it really is round three, four, where you're like, I gotta oh, yeah, t- that's I gotta, where we, that's I gotta where we kind of let our hair down. Out of obligation, like, that's, I just got to do yep. that because that's the right thing to do. But Ex- rounds three exactly. and four, I can really get a little creative here. I can throw some punches. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. It's like for our signature moves, like, you yep. got to get the sky hook sure. off the board sure. first. And then you can, right, now we can kick up now our feet a little bit. Have a little fun. Ma- Maybe unbutton our pants yep. and, uh, and get a little <laughs> get a little wild. And for my third selection, I am picking the 1970 to 72 Atlanta Hawks. Oh, fantastic, Ben! Yeah. Yes. Now this is this is a, a controversial selection. Um, I uh, I have no doubt that there are going to be uh, some people hearing this right now and and just throwing up their arms in, in outrage. Um, but um, but bear with me here. This is one of the dopest jerseys of all time. Um, it only existed for exactly two seasons, 70-71 and 71-72, which happened to be the uh, first two years that Pete Maravich played in the NBA. Um, and, you know, this is a jersey Dude, where... these are stunning. These are stunning. They- the franchise just kind of said, hey, let's get a little freaky with it. Um they, you know, were a, uh, a traditionally um, associated with, you know, the red and white. Um, they had like a um, 
like a like a pretty cool um like powder blue jersey like in the late 60s um uh for the first couple of years cuz they only entered the NBA I believe in 19 or no, maybe maybe they moved to Atlanta in 1968 from St. Louis, right? Okay. They were the St. Louis Hawks, um, you know, like one of the original franchises, or not? I don't know if they were original, but they were one of the earlier franchises. Um, and then in '68, they moved to Atlanta. They had like a pretty cool like powder blue with red and white um, for a couple of years, but then um, coinciding with with uh, Pete Maravich's rookie year, they they just kind of went crazy, and they went um, with this um, like light blue. And um and and like neon green. So this was w- one that's really tough for me to yeah. decide because um, there were actually three versions. If you which can't is also decide, very... that's okay, Ben. I mean, these are all these are uh, in your defense. These are all stunning. I mean... Yeah, I think I'm I think I'm gonna settle on the alternate uh, mint green with uh, with the blue and white piping. Unbelievable. Um, if I if I have to make a choice, um, so um. So yeah, so how to describe these? I mean, uh, like, um, why can't we have a mint green jersey in the league today? That, I know. You know. Like, can can someone out there dare to dream? If someone if someone is listening who is in the design world and you know can mock up some NBA jerseys for us, give me a mint green jersey. Yeah, and like, here's the thing though: mint green on its own might not work, but when you pair it with like a like kind of a dark but also sort of like like uh it's hard to describe the blue color it's like sort of a dark but like but still vibrant blue and then white um and it just kind of works together so well uh and then it has this the jerseys have um these three stripes along the side uh one white in the middle and then two uh stripes um stretching up vertically along only one side of the jersey and then the outside stripe snakes around the chest and neck of the jersey um to kind of finish on the opposite shoulder um uh and it just makes for like such a cool like funky like very this is like this is like the brady bunch or something this is so inspired like i don't i don't i don't know if that's the best reference there (laughs) maybe it's uh maybe it's like saturday night fever is what i'm actually going for yeah but the weird thing is it it feels more like it would be like right like late 70s like disco era but this was 1970 so it was actually like very ahead of its time um if you ask me wow um and very like kind of psychedelic um but again, like they're like NBA teams were like not doing shit like this, and I think um, as evidenced by the fact that it only lasted for two years, the Hawks franchise were kind of like, okay, that was kind of a fun experiment, but like, let's get back to like you know something a little more conservative. I have a feeling they probably had like you know people saying like, what is this weird ass like psychedelic piping jersey, um, and uh, and yeah, they scrapped it after only two seasons. Um, hey Ben, I mean, and, uh, and- I, I, can I just point something out here? Um, so uh, the photos that you sent me, uh, forty number forty four. That is uh, that's Pete Maravich. That's Maravich, right? That's what I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. do you see the photo where he's taking a foul shot? Hmm. Um, do you notice anything in the background? That it's, uh, it's, it's, it's zero spectators. Yeah, it's an empty arena. So yeah. I don't. I, I, I guess this is a practice, um, but like, yeah, it must be, it must right? be a practice, yeah. right? But like, yeah, yeah, yeah. even I don't, I don't know, man. Like, maybe, maybe some they just it, it made me think that like, 
maybe part of the reason also is that like people weren't afraid to innovate and take risks is because like they could, right? Like the stakes, Mm -hmm. like they, people weren't afraid to try something new. I I guess I'm trying to get at. Yeah. This uh, was still a very young league. Um, you know, it had existed for, I think like 20 years or something, 25 years at this point, um, in in 1970. And yeah, people were just kind of like throwing shit at the wall. And, um, yeah, I love it. I, I just love the, the kind of like right any jersey where where people were like all right like let's, let's just try just something, try something. Yeah, man. you're always gonna win uh with that with that kind of a spirit and an attitude um these photos so, these photos that you sent are absolutely incredible and you know like there's one of Marovich that i'm looking at right now where like you can actually see the lettering on the jersey like sewn on you know? Oh yeah like, you see, i know like, that's the, the thing about these old jerseys yeah. you realize like they're like they were not they were like yeah right exactly they're like fucking like sweaters basically like someone like yeah like stitched together um gorgeous man i, I mean like i know honestly the craftsmanship is just like they're like tank tops they're just they're just yeah. they're just yeah uh. right that's the other thing about the, these jerseys in particular had very very narrow uh uh like bars uh, uh yeah their, what do you call them like the not the sleeves but the like straps, the, the, right? the straps i guess the yeah. shoulder straps yeah. whatever you call them yeah um are, are extremely narrow on these on these uh hawks jerseys um, I also love the fact that so this was the first um, Hawks design that incorporated the circle with the hawk head inside, which would later uh, morph into the now famous uh, Pac-Man, oh, you know, wow. hawk logo. Yeah. Um, but it was uh, it was with this jersey um, design that that kind of like Pac-Man, like head inside a circle um, logo, was first like introduced, and then they kind of like you know messed with it over the years until it became like the the famous '80s uh, Pac-Man hawk. Um, so props to them for for like uh, that little bit of inspiration. Um, you'll see at the bottom of yep. my photos. There's a they did uh, bust these these babies out for a throwback night. I think in. Uh, Let's see, 20... Must be the last couple of years, last year or two, right? Yeah, 2017, they had a throwback night game um, uh, where they uh, where they took him back out, and they looked amazing. I think they looked um, fantastic. I mean, you sent I mean, me a people... photo here of Dennis Schroeder when he was still on the Hawks. I mean, they these look great, man. They, yeah. they look Pe- great. People online, like, these these jerseys come up a lot in, like, worst jerseys ever lists. I don't get um, it. I and don't get they get that. a lot of hate, um, I guess, because people are like, oh, they only lasted for two years, mm-hmm. and oh, they're so, like, weird and different from, like, of course... Like another jersey I absolutely could have picked was the the you know the famous Dominic Wilkins era. Um, love those jerseys with the red and orange and white. Um, That's those are also I, like I thought you were drafting at first. Yeah, right. So I you know I thought about that, but I was like I actually like find myself. I would always I'd be like all right, well that's a sensible choice. But then I kept finding yeah. myself like searching images and just like I yeah. would just like stare at these for like uh, forever. And and um, yeah, they're just so weird and different. And it almost like. You're like, wait, did these actually exist? Like, I don't know. It feels it feels like a little alternate universe or something like yeah. that, where these were real NBA jerseys. I had um, a very similar experience. I think we're wired in a similar way, where uh, <laughs> you know, I would look at a lot of jerseys, and in my notes, I'd scribble something down, and a lot of people online would rank those jerseys as like that's the one of the worst jerseys of all time. And oh like, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I, like, I have I, an, I have another I one like this. completely the other way. You know? Yeah. 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 yeah, so you just yes, that to is my. Heart. I love it. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what I did. So, third pick, 1970 to 72, Atlanta Hawks. Love that, man. All right, Ben, here we go. So, we are now in round three um, with the sixth overall pick. 
Uh, I am up. This is going to be my third jersey that I select. Team CW is very proud oh, yeah. to select with, third, uh, with his third overall selection in the draft. The Portland Trailblazers Road Blast from 1990. Mm. Fan fucking test. Thank you, Ben. Uh, all right, so let me. Let me begin here by saying, uh, you know, kind of on a personal aesthetic note, as I've talked about, I'm, I'm something of an outlier in that I, I I'm not the biggest, uh, I'm not the biggest fan of like the black sports jersey. I know, mm-hmm. like, uh, and I'll say like uh, that's across the board, whether it's basketball, baseball, football, hockey, whatever it is. Like, oftentimes I see. Um, you know, like you have a lot of teams that will have like an alternate jersey and they'll they'll go all black, right? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. for me, yeah. it just never was very exciting. Like I'm just I was never really excited, for instance, when a team like say the Chicago Bulls, who oh, has no. a wonderful red and white color scheme, upended the apple cart and they decide to give us this alternate black jersey. And it's like some of the greatest jerseys we've ever seen were completely ruined by the color black. I agree. I agree. Or like the insist yeah just like the insistence on the color black like i'm a huge new york mets fan and i gotta say like they they, for a period of time in the late 90s early 2000s they were shoving black down my throat like they have a great color scheme you know like the the blue and the orange the white i don't need it it's Um, the worst it's like the it's like the worst kind of like cynical like sales drip like marketing driven um you know like not like no design uh considerations being made whatsoever it's purely just like oh kids uh will will buy jerseys if they've got black because black is cool it's true i get it it and i i can hear myself i'm an old fogey i get it that's fine i'm boring i'm lame whatever it just is what it is that's that's just where i stand generally on on black jerseys but um for the Portland Trailblazers, I felt differently. And maybe it's because they truly made the the color black an actual part of their scheme as opposed to right. like a gimmicky alternate thing to try to sell jerseys, right? Exactly. The Trailblazers black jersey has always, for me, looked so impressive and first class. I mean, they could have easily this this could have easily been right up there in like my first or second overall pick. Um, mm-hmm. the Blazers jersey is it's just crisp, man. Like it's crisp. Yeah, it's, it's so simple. tight and fresh. It's simple. Yeah. It knows exactly what it wants to be. Now, you, you might say, like, what the hell are you talking about? Like, when you, what do you mean by it knows exactly what it wants to be? But what I mean is, like, if you look at the Blazers jersey, and and you look at the Blazers jersey progression, like the the, the progression of the design over forty years, not a mm-hmm. whole lot has changed. The, right. the strong, prominent black canvas is still there for the road jerseys. The blazers across the chest is there. The red and the white diagonal sash across the chest, uh, across the chest from the uh, from the armpit over to like the uh, left hip socket. Uh, I mean, Ben, what I love about that that blazers font of the '80s and and into the early '90s um, on these jerseys is the slightly curved edges of the mm-hmm, lettering. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, yeah. It's, so to be to be clear here, you're you're not uh, picking the the ninety one ninety two no. like block uh, no. capital letters. You're no. going with the previous design, yes. yeah, with the red lettering. Yes, yes, right. Cur- yeah. yeah, such a cool font. Yeah, I I, I love the font. Uh, it's less angular than today's mm-hmm. more modern fonts, and it's also all lowercase. That's right, all lowercase. Yeah. 
Um, mm-hmm. That's love. Love the love the like the chutzpah that it takes to be like, no, we're gonna we're gonna use all lowercase um, and just make it look cool. Yeah, man. And I just I, I love. I, I feel like the color really pops for me off the black. Again, there's something really crisp and simple and clean about this design. I also love that the sash, when it hits the shorts, bends down, right? So mm-hmm. it, it's running from from right to left across the jersey, and then it becomes a vertical line on the shorts. Right. I love that they meet on the same side. Yeah, yep. that's fantastic. And then we get yep. the wonderful, of course, the wonderful swatch, the the logo on the, yeah. uh, on the shorts. I mean, this mm. is its own success story. and um, It really is. Just one of the ultimate, like, design successes. Yeah, like, absolutely. What What is that that design? It doesn't have a name, but it's just, like, iconic. Like, you look at that and you're like, oh, right, that's the Blazers design. Yep. Yeah, man. I, I, I just, I could go on and on about this jersey. I, I love the font. Uh, I love the use of color. I love the use of red. Also, I'm a really big red guy. Like, I, I, mm. I love the discreet use of red in a jersey. And mm-hmm. um, it just really works for me here. Also, like, this jersey and these players are very special to me. Like, yeah, I mean, you're looking at the the, the pictures that I sent you. You have, obviously, Petrovic, who came up in our last draft. We have a mm-hmm. lot of Clyde Drexler, who... For me, it was just like a very special player that never really got enough love. And I will oh, yeah. always remember so awesome. Drexler as a blazer. Um, mm-hmm, of course. And yeah, and, and even today, you know, like the, the, the modern blazers of today, guys like Lillard and McCollum, like they're just, they're fun players. They're easy to root for. Um, it's a city I love. Um, yeah, I love this jersey. I'm very proud to select it here with uh, my third overall pick, number six overall. The Portland Trailblazers, the road blacks that they wore in 1990. Tremendous. Fantastic pick. All right. I think we're going to hit pause right there on part one. Hope you guys are enjoying the NBA jerseys draft. My name's Chris Wendelkin. This is On The Line. You can tweet at us at onthelineline underscore pod. Find us on Instagram. Send me any of your thoughts questions your favorite jerseys stuff we you think we forgot or missed to on the line pod at gmail.com check out previous episodes on our website on the line podcast.com uh, if you enjoy the show please it's a free podcast it would go a huge way if you could rate and review the show and subscribe to the show in stitcher itunes spotify wherever you get podcasts if you like the show please maybe consider telling your friends family coworkers, whatever it is have a great week Enjoy the NBA offseason, and I will talk to you guys next week.